0: Welcome back to the BDSM show where we talk all things budgeting, diversification, savings, and money man- management. Uh, this show is part of our brand new and exciting B project, uh, which I will be he- which you will be hearing about uh, before this year is out. and I will be saying that every single week until we actually finally reveal it. Uh, hopefully it is this week, otherwise you will all laugh at me. My name is Ivan and considering more and more people are joining in every single day, uh, I can only imagine that you guys are actually interested in all things. BDSM. And in case you don't already know, all advice today is general only. Today, we're focusing on robo-advice, what it is and whether it's right for you. I'm joined by Pat Garrett, co-founder and co-CEO of Sixpark. Welcome to the show, mate.
1: Great to be here, thanks.
0: Thank you well uh, uh, Pat's got quite a, uh, a degree within pedigree within the uh, financial services industry 15 years at JP Morgan across the globe uh, you've already probably sensed the slight American accent uh, you've lo- almost lost it so it's fine um, uh, there's eight years running a private equity firm and then in 2014 it happened uh, you decided that it's time uh, to start something new uh, and you co-founded six Park uh, which is a modified version of robo-advice, and you've really been going from strength to strength. 2016, uh, I hear you got a whole heap of really big investors piling in, uh, and their hypothesis is that the future of advice is already here. Uh, Driven by core objectives of simplicity, practicality, low fees, and high-quality risk management practices, plus the market intelligence of the experienced team behind Sixpark, uh, it really feels like you guys are the future. So... Tell us, what is robo-advice?
1: Yeah, thanks um, for the intro, Ivan. I think um, uh, robo-advice is a term that um, has, uh, for better or for worse, sort of uh, um, encompassed a lot of different things. But basically at its core, um, what I'll refer to maybe as as digital online investment management um, is a way, what we've built is a service that helps clients Um, in a very accessible and affordable way, construct a diversified portfolio that based on an assessment that we provide, we believe um, provides the right balance of risk and reward. We use exchange traded funds to construct the portfolio. Uh, We use technology and automation to deliver the service in an efficient, affordable way. But we have a very high quality uh, human overlay in the form of asset management expertise to effectively put the inputs into the automation there are there are no um there are no robots involved Um, it is highly technology driven um but there are there are there are very qualified and experienced people that um are behind the service and really helping to kind of drive the portfolio construction for portfolio management the etf selection and um one of the reasons when Brian Watson, uh, my co-founder, and I set this, this business up, it, maybe it's worth stepping back on a little bit on the why. Um,
0: it's, the best, it's the best topic.
1: Yeah, well, w- what we could see in short was it was too hard, too expensive, or too difficult for, um, for most Australians to access professionalised investment management help. And most wanted or needed that help. Um, but there was not, a, there, there weren't services out there that could provide it. Um, and around 2014, when we saw this, and and, and candidly, it was, we saw it personally and professionally, we were in the financial services industry, though not at the financial advice and per se, but we could see what was going on. And then personally, I had a lot of people, family included, saying, what should I do with my money and how should I invest it? And I, and I really didn't want to tell people what stocks to pick and whatnot, because that's That's a very tough game, as the data would suggest. Um, Active stock picking is a a tough (laughs) one. So the concept of using um, exchange-traded funds to build, as as you said, built on the the core principles of simplicity, investment diversification, and keeping costs low um, was what we thought the Australian market and the Australian consumers really needed and really deserved. And the ETF market was growing in Australia at that point. So, so, so the, um, the investment uh, vehicles to create these portfolios um, had, had, had grown technology and the use of APIs. And I didn't know what an API was six years ago. Uh, you'd know a little bit more about that than I do. But the ability to construct the technology modules that go from taking a consumer from a website to a risk assessment to an automated generation of of, um, uh, of of an investment recommendation based on those answers to then opening an account a cash account and a brokerage account and then actually investing the portfolio and doing things like rebalancing and giving people the the, the ability to mm-hmm. change the portfolio as if and when they need it as their life circumstances might change if you do that well with technology um it's, it's not all that simple under the bonnet, but it, it, it should be and can be simple for the end user. And that's what, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what we wanted to provide. Um, that had happened overseas in the wake of the, of the um, GFC, uh, which didn't really impact Australia quite the way it did overseas, which triggered the birth of technology-driven investment management services. But the Banking Royal Commission um, was kind of like the GFC moment here mm. and, uh, COVID for better, for worse, for all the wrong reasons in some ways has accelerated the, kind of the, 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 the desire for digital solutions. Mm. Um, so that's really kind of, kind of the why and how it works. Um, and really what we want to do is get more and more people that want or need help with their investment management.
0: Mm. And I'm going to drill into that in a second. Um, now, by the way, if uh, this is an interactive session, so if anyone's got any questions, tap them into the chat box. Uh, we are running a poll at the moment. Have you previously invested through robo advice platforms like Sixpark? Twenty-eight percent so far say yes. Seventy-one uh, percent say no. So uh, this 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 might this might be awesome. Um, I know that I asked a few people about you know what what kind of questions should I ask someone who you know people who don't really know a lot about finance, such as my wife, and. Uh the first question was obviously what is robo advice and the second one was is it applicable for me is it is it a secure thing um so tell us a little bit about that one the slogan on your on the front page says you know it's it's uh it's humans not robots so it's robo advice but it's a human inside the robo advice so how do you guys pick the ETFs how do you pick the the portfolios and how do you get such awesome, awesome results that you've had in yeah. uh, in the last couple of years
1: well we we've, we've got um w- w- we have what I would say is a fairly wholesale level of rigor in the, on the analytics of um, the selection of ETFs. So we select ETFs based on um, fees is one aspect, but, but track record um, of the issuer and of the ETF and um, uh, bid-ask spreads, uh, liquidity in the market, uh, size, of, size of the ETF. Um, and really, if you want to maybe take to sort of more of a top down, what we've done is we've we've um, determined what asset classes we think make a well diversified portfolio, ranging from kind of cash yield and bonds through to Australian international equities and uh, emerging market shares, infrastructure, property, um, and um, the human overlay is that we have we have an analyst that works with us who's incredibly qualified at researching. The ETF market, which we review on a monthly basis, um, and we have an investment committee which comprises uh, my co-founder Brian Watson, who was one of the founding members of the Board of Guardians of the Future Fund. So, it, um, in short, effectively, kind of giving asset allocation advice to the to the sovereign wealth fund. Um, Mark Nicholson, who was a got co- a small co- job. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark Nicholson was a, was, a, was a co-chief investment officer of the World Bank and Lindsay Tanner is the ex-finance minister of Australia. And that's not a token investment committee, just to put some names up there. Um, they, with management, meet on a regular basis to review our portfolio constructions, the ETF landscape, the global market landscape, our asset allocations, the performance of our portfolios, um, we've got a very detailed board exchange policy that we review to see how much hedging or, uh, or not we, we have or want in the portfolio. But what we don't do, Ivan, is, is tinker a lot with mm. that. Um, tinkering is what we think gets in, investors uh, into trouble because um, patience is, a, is, a, is, a, is definitely a virtue in the, on the investment management side. So we do make changes when we feel like there are fundamental structural things that are changing in the market or a new asset class um, services with, with an ETF endpoint that we can use. But it's, it's really the asset management experience of the people involved mm. um, that generate, I think, what the, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I think people like our service, but ultimately they want to get good returns for the, on their money. Um, and the combination of low fees... Uh, with that human overlay, yeah, I, I think is what really um, mm. gives gives value for money, which is a big thing in the in the in the financial world right now in Australia. Value value for money, um, and I think. We do that and also, with- low
0: fees are a big thing, right? I mean, people talk about how the impact of one percent is going to is, is going to be over you know a portfolio that continuously grows. The compounding interest the interest of that is is a big deal. And yeah. um, you guys obviously have a, a significantly lower fee proposition than. A managed fund, even when you take into consideration the underlying ETF fees, um, how? Or actually, two questions for you. Firstly, just a quick quick question around uh, what are ETFs for those that don't know, um, and then uh, how does that improve your portfolio overall?
1: Yeah, so uh, an an ETF is an exchange traded fund or an index fund, and um, it's a it's it's like a managed fund in that it is a, uh, a basket of investment securities. Um, But unlike an actively managed fund where some professionals are paid to try to pick which securities to own and not own, it actually just tracks an index. Um, So the easiest way to describe it is what is an index? An index is the ASX 200, it's the S and P 500. um, And then there's a lot more than that, but it's a fund that is effectively set up to mimic that index. So you're buying you know a whole region or a whole market or a whole index through one fund because underneath that fund it basically replicates that index um there's the key advantages is, uh, of, of that are you get um basically investment diversification through buying one security because it, it'll have underneath it a variety of holdings uh two it's it's very low cost relative to a traditional managed fund because um, there isn't daily trading and activity uh, to try to, uh, in, in the process of picking, buying and selling shares, it, it is a lower overhead investment vehicle, so the costs are very low. So what they are quite good at is constructing a portfolio of asset classes and they mm. don't claim to outperform the index, but to rather be able to, to provide strong risk-adjusted returns.
0: Mm and and obviously you know that when you know just to go to for the more advanced people in the room um, obviously you pick etfs that have minimized tracking error as much as possible or, or seek to minimize tracking errors so in other words the the etfs are actually a really close reflection of um the way that the index moves i think you've got some cash etfs in there as well yes. um so so it's, it's so it's a it's a, it's a pretty diversified portfolio your the the balances that you've got in, in the account um or the, the clients that you've got Range from really small to like multi-million dollar clients. I mean, that's an extremely wide variety of people that have um, effectively entrusted you with, with 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 that. Why? Where is the barrier? And, and you know, like if this is so awesome, why are there not more people uh, having exposure to robo advice? Whether that be in a in their entire portfolio or or a portion of it.
1: Yeah. Well. Um- I'll touch on, on, on the first point of that of that wide range of clients, because um, I think you sort of alluded to it in a previous question. Um, prudent investment diversification at a low cost appeals should appeal to all investors. Um, yeah. it, should, it should appeal to somebody that's got millions to invest, it should appeal to somebody that's just getting started on their investment journey. So I think that's, that's probably at a very high level why we have resonated with um, people just starting um, their investments as well as uh, high net worth individuals that want some or all of a portion of their investment management to be done um, in a manner in which w- we deliver it. Um, there's probably a couple of reasons why um, the pen- sort of the penetration rate or awareness or uptake of robo-advice in Australia ha- has lagged overseas. Um, one is, is what I alluded to before um, in terms of the GFC being a triggering event, and that didn't sort of happen here as much. Another is that um, the financial services industry in Australia here is unique, um, and there's a pro and a con to this in that it's really, you know, um, largely... Um, focused on four large institutions Um, and and those institutions for the most part haven't historically had any strong desire or need to want to roll out a product like this um, when they're effectively making a lot of money in in, in operating their businesses in the status quo, whereas overseas large institutions um, recognize the need to, to adopt a digital solution to meet the mass market needs. So, um so consume, consumer awareness was driven by a lot of the providers offering it and putting it out in the market for cons- for consumption so to speak that that really hasn't happened until recently in australia um, i also think a part of it is that it, somewhat unique to australia with the superannuation um configuration that exists in australia which is terrific and it's you know it's fairly unique um, at the risk of generalization, the concept of relying on your super for your savings later in life, um, ha- saving some money in, a, in what was what could have once been a, a, a relatively high yield cash or savings account for your home, first home deposit, and then having a majority of your of your you know kind of wealth through property and hard assets. Um, that's kind of the way the world worked for most Australians in the past. In the last couple of years, that's obviously been flipped on its head. Housing affordability has gone through the roof and interest rates have gone through the floor. So Mm -hmm. what do you do with with your money um, if if you don't want to have it in a sub 1% savings account? And so what we've seen recently is an acceleration of, um, of the awareness of the, the online service, I'll say Robo advice, although <laughs> for, the, for the sake of timing, um, what we've seen is the awareness actually has started to accelerate uh, in the, in the consumer space where it's, re- where it's really started to do accelerate on it, it, that we've seen is because we have a B2B solution now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pleasing to see that where we're seeing um, acceleration of note is within sort of the financial advice accounting and then some other um, entities that have a consumer relationship and the right to offer a service like this um, because there's a massive amount of transformation going on in the financial services industry in the wake of you know, what's happened mm-hmm. in the last uh, year or two. There's a massive wealth transfer that is going to happen in the coming years from the baby boomers to the next generation of, um, uh, of investors. And so so wealth firms, banks, financial advisors, and accountants need to prepare for that, and they need to do it now, not later
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so what we're seeing is a year ago or two years ago, when we would have a conversation with a with a wealth firm and say, "This is what we do, this is how we can complement your business um, we would we would frequently get feedback that was of the frame that we were more of a competitor or we were going to cannibalize some of the business. What we're hearing now, which is, which is, which is good to hear because it's the right answer actually, is that we are actually um, uh, complementary to what most wealth firms do in that we're mm-hmm. actually, we are actually providing a service to a consumer before a wealth firm would actually have the conversation with that person. Um, um, so if somebody, you know, to use an example of somebody with, $200,000 walks up to most wealth firms or advisors in Australia, they actually get turned away um, because the advisor doesn't view them as large enough, um, which, is, which is sort of a cry of shame. Um, that's actually starting to change quite significantly. Um, and we've, we've lined up a, a number of arrangements with wealth firms we just announced yesterday um, a partnership with an entity called Rollit, which is a, a financial wellness platform mm-hmm. where, where we are going to be uh, the investment management piece of that service. That's a long-winded way of saying, um, I think the uptake, the awareness, and the utilization of, of, of an online investment management service is going to accelerate and is starting to accelerate rapidly now mm. in the market.
0: But it's almost like the world is actually waking up to it. And, you know, one, one of the questions that, that was asked internally is is robo-advice killing traditional advice? Um, and I think if you've sort of you've started alluding to that. By the way, just quickly, we are doing another poll just before you answer that. Uh, have you ever automated any form of investment? So 22%, by the way, people did say that um, they have invested in robo-advice uh, on the call. Uh, 28% of the people so far are saying that they have automated uh, an investment. Um, so so, um, yeah. uh, so but uh, actually, just you know, maybe something a little bit um, uh, more interesting is that um, the typical client when they go on and give money is it really something where they go on and say, "I expect that you know every month you guys are going to um, deduct money from my account, or I'm going to put money into there, um, and it's going to go and kind of have that grow." Um, is that sort of the 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 mechanism behind or the strategy behind um, someone investing into a robo platform?
1: Well. Um, it can be done any variety of ways. Um, somebody can invest a certain amount of money with Six Park. We will um, set up the account. It's so it's a, it, it's um, it's a hin based model, which means that the assets are all held by the clients. Um, we don't pool funds with with other clients, which is
0: which is unique for robo advice, generally speaking.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and we've found that generally um, people want to know that they are the beneficial owner of the investments that they make. So what we're doing is effectively just facilitating um, the opening of an account and making the investments, um, buying the ETFs in the different asset classes according to the strategy and then rebalancing, et cetera. So somebody could open an account with six part um, and our, we've lowered our entry point from 10,000 to 5,000 recently um, in part because of what's gone on with some of the mm-hmm. COVID and, and, and people becoming day traders, but we can talk about that if you want. Um, <laughs> Um, but um, somebody can open an account, put money in and, and effectively let, stop stop there. And over the course of time, um, dividends will land in their cash account. And as those build up, they will then get reinvested in a rebalanced transaction. And we do that That's part of the service that we provide for clients is as cash builds up or deposits are made, uh, we will we will periodically reinvest that into the market. Um, that's actually quite a powerful mechanism for anyone that has a medium or long-term investment horizon. Is to keep dollar. It's mm-hmm. effective dollar cost averaging. So we have clients that'll put in a lump sum at one time, and that's it. We have clients, uh, and we think this is really smart for people uh, who will make an initial investment and then basically set up a direct deposit into the cash management account that's linked with their Six Park account. Again, it's their account. They can do. What, it's a Macquarie CMA. They can mm-hmm. make a deposit into it so some of our the number of clients that we've had that have say started with a ten thousand dollar investment and 12 months later i have a, you know several hundred thousand dollars invested is substantial because not surprisingly people will test things as they do especially if they're trusting somebody doing to, to with their money and the mm-hmm. same uh, but when they see the simplicity of it and they see that they can log on and see what they own when they know that it's in their name when they see a reinvestment um, or rebalance trade happen and they realize, oh, I've actually bought more shares with the cash, the, sim- the simplicity and the beauty of it, um, which, which, you know, it's the kind of thing that Warren Buffett talks about is most people should be doing investing this type of way. Um, people then do tend to, the, the top up rate for our accounts is quite high. People, mm. start, people start, but then add more over time. Um, people can obviously also take out, out funds. Um, you know, w- w- we are not like a, a managed fund that says you have to give us 30 day notice to take money out. You, w- you can pick up the phone and call us and say, I'd like to either close my account or I'd like to take out a, you know, a certain amount of dollars and we will um, either that day or the next execute the trades based on your instructions. Um, so it works the other way as well, but, mm-hmm. uh, transparency is really the main thing and an effective communications and engagement is what, what builds that trust. So we do find a big majority of our clients do tend to add money over time.
0: Yeah, yeah. and, and obviously- the,
1: last, the, last, the last bit you asked, Ivan, um, our fees are um, $9.95 a month for up to $20,000 and then they starts at 50 basis points uh, annualized down to 30 basis points depending on the size of the account. We, uh, we, we we take that fee out of the uh, cash account on a monthly basis. Um, so there's always a little bit of cash in the CMA, and uh, we withdraw the fees on that part. So a um, $100,000 account, uh, the six-part fees are 50 basis points for uh, $500 a year, and that includes... Uh, the, what, what-
0: yeah, which which is really the service for for managing the platform, growing the platform. You guys actually doing the rebalancing, having yeah. your crazy panel of uh, superstars um, and and former government advisors uh, running that. That's really... interestingly enough. So so a couple of um, a couple of questions that came through uh, and some private, so you can't see them. But um, two came around the minimum entry, um, and the, the comment around minimum entry being lowered uh, to five k from from ten k is now a good time to start investing or should you wait after COVID, whenever Um, that is?
1: Yeah. I I think if you have a medium to long-term investment horizon, the answer to the is now the right time to start investing is almost always going to be yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I recognize that because if the answer is no, that means you're you're trying to time when to get in and when to get out. And when the market had fallen in, in Feb and March by you know, 30 some percent, and a lot of people sold because of what they were afraid was about to happen and get worse. Um, not many people would have thought that, oh, the market's about to go up 30% real quick. You know, yeah. Time in the market's quite hard. So um, my answer to the question is, it's, it's always a good time to invest in the market if you have a medium to long-term horizon. Your asset allocation um, is an important aspect of how you invest because investing doesn't just mean buying shares e.g. taking on growth and risk assets. Um, Investing means having a diversified portfolio. So you can actually have a relatively low risk investment right now if you focus on bonds and cash yield and whatnot.
0: Mm.
1: The second part to my answer to that would be you don't have to invest everything. If you have $100 to invest making up a number you can you can put a portion in today, a portion in in three months, and a portion in another three months. If you are concerned that the current backdrop um, is cause for pause, you it isn't binary of put all in now or put all in later. You can drip feed over time mm-hmm. um, and get the benefit of dollar cost averaging.
0: And, that, and that's ultimately the strategy behind even people that invested in 2008 uh, when everything, you know, it's riveting – to me, having a conversation about robo advice, because, you know, I reckon about two years ago, we probably would have had a very different conversation. Uh, now knowing what I was, what I know about the market and the, and the makeup, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from a full time trading background, you know, like it was a futures and options guy. So for me, it's like, yeah, everyone should be a day trader. And then I saw what happened in the last six months and nine months and got, got exposure around this. And I get a pretty good understanding why really a lot more people should be considering things like. Uh, robo advice, and in particular products like what sixpack offers.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, w- we we obviously have an investment philosophy that centres around what w- what's been articulated, um, and we think. Uh, but we're also advocates of of hub, spoke, core, satellite, whatever you want to call it. Where, um, and we have a lot of clients. We've we've got a lot of SMSF clients that, by definition, since they have an SMSF, that, that they want to. Have something along the lines of active control of their investments mm-hmm. uh, and an active decision can be to use six park um, but they um, they might have some investment interests that they want to pursue outside of something like what we do but they use six park as sort of a hub or a core and then do things around it mm-hmm. um, and that's just a risk management strategy and so the, like I said there's it, it's not sort of binary i, I I, as I see low cost trading um, services emerge um, like open markets and others out there, I think it's great. I think the fact that younger people are getting into the market and trading individual stocks, in theory, is great. They're getting engaged. In theory. <laughs> they're, saving, they're saving money, right? Whereas otherwise they may not have. They're looking to see where they can, you know, gr- grow their wealth and and, and 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 thinking about things that they previously weren't but it is a dangerous playground and um, so I just think there need to be some rails around how people um, if they're gonna you know pick pick stocks, you know, mm-hmm. having some risk management strategy around that, particularly if you're doing it with, you know, it was pretty unique when I, I think it was, you know, as ASIC, ASIC, ASIC and the RBA came out. With the warnings you'd be familiar Mm. with a couple months ago when the number of retail accounts um, uh, ballooned yeah you know ballooned quite substantially Mm. and I forget whether it was ASIC or the ATO or the ASX but there's visibility to see how people were doing and a lot of people were losing money Mm. Um, a lot of retail not if you
0: read reddit forums everyone's (laughs) winning money everyone's making money
1: (laughs) Uh, well I think you tend to hear about the wins more than the losses. But the reality is um, that active uh, trading, um, I, I, I would never discourage anyone from doing it as long as they know what the risks are. Um, mm. And as long as I think they have... Um, some Freedom other-
0: risk management, trading plans, um, yeah. and ultimately probably have some understanding of what an uh, investment pyramid is, you know, and how, how, you know, where you should be exposed and that you don't yeah. put, you know, your house... Uh, your relationships, your family uh, into in sort of effectively, you know, embedded on a, on a pair of pocket twos. Yeah, uh, yeah. In a poker game, right? So, um, we, we're running another poll. When might you consider investing with six buck? I think most of you already have answered, but, um, uh, 14% said they're interested in doing it now, 42% in the next six months or so. And for those that are watching this on replay, uh, in the, in some future state, um, I apologize for you missing out on these polls, but that means you need to be on the line uh, at any given time. Um, uh, one of the guys on the line, um, posted a private comment. Robo advice will put full service advisors like, I used to be out of a job in a matter of time uh, Kiran also, also does work so I thought I'd just push you push you into that uh, but'll uh, put you to the spotlight but interestingly enough um, you know I think that the, the message that I've heard you say over the last I mean, I've, to be fair I've only known you for about eight months I think since yeah. since um, since I sort of got involved in, in open markets um, and um, it's interesting what you're saying is really that they should be sitting side by side that there is a, there is a, a space where full service financial planners, sorry, well, full service advisors, financial planners, robo advisors, all fit within the world of uh, the, eco, the wealth ecosystem. Do you want to talk talk a little bit more about that? Yeah,
1: I'd love to because I think that's um, incredibly topical right now. Um, mm. If you think of the wealth journey of, um, of, of, of of a consumer from the time that they start. Save, you know, paying off their debt and credit cards and start saving some money um, through, you know, getting, getting a raise and starting to save a little bit more and accumulating funds. Um, and then getting into the more complex part of their uh, wealth creation journey where some more difficult decisions, you know, they're, they're starting families or starting to think about estate planning and a few other things. Um, right now, um, most financial planning firms uh, engage with people at a certain point during that timeline. Um, and it's because it has become increasingly, um, expensive to service clients for financial advisors. There's a, there is a, a major supply demand disconnect happening in the, in the market right now. The number of financial advisors is declining rapidly. The number of people who could probably use help, uh, with financial advice is increasing, you know, for a number of reasons. Um, so what's so what's the answer? Um, one answer is that robo advice can sort of stand alone on itself um, and provide service direct to consumers. We're doing that now. That was that's what we've been doing for four years now. Another is that, um, is that robo you know services like Sixpark can work with advisors to effectively be um, a service that they can provide to people earlier in their wealth cycle um, to engage with them and effectively provide them a service that is a step away from sort of the more holistic um, real value add that i mean mm. i have never ascribed to the concept that robo advice is going to put it, the human advisors out of business because there's you can never automate what a good hu- human financial advisor does it's invaluable mm. and um, and we don't claim to do that, and we, and, and we, um, we want to be complementary to mm. that. What I think most financial advisors w- would agree with now is, in the past, they've either, they've, I want to say they've gotten away with, they've
0: been. <laughs> we, we know what you mean. That's okay. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> asset managers, in their role as a financial advisor, and mm. the reality is a financial advisor really shouldn't be an asset manager. Um, they should help a client understand all the dimensions of their, of, of their financial situation, important decisions, uh, and mm. the likes, but they shouldn't necessarily be picking stocks or ETFs or whatnot. Um, and
0: they definitely shouldn't be doing that.
1: <laughs> no, no. It's not where they add the most value. I mean, where people really need you know value is when they get to critical junctures in their life and they have to make decisions where emotions can really come into play, mm. um, and, and an advisor can sort of talk them off the ledge at times um, or get into some of the really technical things of estate or tax planning and whatnot. And the accountants fall into the same category as well. We, we, we have a lot of alignments with accountants now. Um, mm-hmm. And so just sort of circling back, what we really are is sort of an incubator of future cl- future full-service clients for for a wealth firm. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's, it is phenomenally complimentary when you sort of sit down and sketch out a consumer um, journey of, you know, the early days through to when they need face-to-face help. Uh, we, we fit into one segment where they can engage and provide value for money um, that currently uh, they're not able to, to do. And yeah. that segment is the segment that's about to inherit a lot of assets.
0: Biggest. And, Wealth transfer in history.
1: The, the biggest yeah. wealth transfer in history. So what we're trying to do is go out and, and, and what well, we're not trying to do, we are doing, is going out and talking with, uh, with, with wealth firms that are thinking about this stuff, I think, in, in the right way and saying, we're not trying to take your existing client and, and move them off something into something else. Though, candidly, we, a number of the use cases is, the, is are the wealth firms actually using us for part of some of their honeymouth with their individuals, because that they can say to them, see, we're using a digital service yeah. um, uh, with really credible people at a phenomenally low price point as part of the service. And that just that makes a richer, deeper, more trustworthy relationship with that client. But the main thing is it's the, as I alluded to before, it's the person that has a few hundred thousand dollars that's currently getting turned away. Mm. When the advisor thing w- would like to say, actually, I I can provide a service. It is not the full scale, holistic soups and nuts. That's the four or five thousand dollar SOA to do everything. You don't need that now. You, mm. You're actually not asking for that now. Um, here is a service that you you know you can look at and use if you want. It's um, and 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 I guess probably the most the most. Um, salient point to make on this to demonstrate this if you look overseas jp morgan goldman sachs credit Suisse, bank of america fidelity schwab vanguard uh blackrock okay, stanley. Are, Morgan stanley morgan um, stanley and i haven't even gone into the uk yet or the other parts <laughs> of europe every major financial institution overseas in the us at least has something resembling a low-cost low-touch um mm-hmm. I would say professionally managed because the concept of using ETFs and rebalancing and portfolio diversification to me, that isn't a, um, like a starter kit. It's actually, it's actually quite good. Um, But the ability to deliver it in a, in a, in a digital way um, to that younger cohort or that, or that lower need, it's not always low value. Sometimes our first million dollar um, client um, I was not somebody that you would say is a low value client, obviously, but their need was simple. They just wanted investment help,
0: mm. and they
1: were getting twenty five thousand dollar quotes from from wealth firms because it was once you added everything together, it was two two and a half percent, and all she wanted was to get a investment help mm. and it was thirty basis points or three thousand dollars from six parts. so the, just a six, massive
0: difference every a, single year it's, it's just... a huge.
1: It's a huge difference, yeah. and so o- overseas, that transformation has happened to where the institutions and the law firms have have realized this needs to be part of my toolkit, mm. and that's kind of start, that's kind of what's happening now. Mm.
0: here. We, we we just slightly went over time, uh, and I'll, I just want to maybe press you for a couple more questions before sure. before I do let you go. But but for anyone who de- who is. Um, uh, uh, who needs to go if they're on their lunch break, uh, for things like work or whatever. Um, type in yes if you want to get access to sixpark or go to sixpark.com.au. Um, so if you, if you type in yes, we'll pass on those details over, uh, to Pat and his team. If you want to have a chat, um, uh, just do that. Um, but a question from Brian. Hello, Brian. Um, uh, Brian's an options trader. I know Brian uh, very well. Uh, 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 how does this differ from investing in a well managed? Lick that has a DRP.
1: Um, a well managed lick. So um, I guess it kind of it, it it depends on. Aside so,
0: so, so from maybe going on the AFR and reading about all about how well licks have been managed. Yeah. Um, um,
1: let, let me let me maybe try to answer that a slightly different way because this question comes up a, up a lot. Vanguard has model portfolios, right? Mm. Um you can buy a Vanguard balanced portfolio that puts together six Vanguard ETFs. Um, We get asked all the time, how how do you guys, why why wouldn't somebody just go do that? And there's there's two really important answers to that. One is you have to decide which portfolio is right for you, low risk, medium risk, high risk. We actually have an assessment that is one of what we think is the most important parts of. We actually try to help you figure out what kind of risk profile you should be adopting. And two, we're product agnostic. And by that, I mean a Vanguard model portfolio is only going to use Vanguard ETFs. Yeah. Um, We use whatever ETFs we decide are the best ones in the market. Um, Vanguard's phenomenal. We use a bunch of their ETFs their model portfolios last i looked don't include you know infrastructure as an etf as an Mm. asset we think it's a great asset so we think that product agnosticity um and the fact that we have a tool at the front end that helps you figure out um actually what what risk profile is is more suitable for you is what makes it different than say going on to whether it's a you know a lick that rebalances or you know just a model portfolio that might be sitting on a platform somewhere
0: Mm. And what, what does the experience look like? So you go in, into, as a client, you go into Six Spark, you go through the quiz. Um, I assume that entire process is, is, is free of charge. You actually can, yes. can go on and engage with the platform and then only really the fees kick in um, at the point that you decide, choose to invest. Um, and they're so small that it almost is a no-brainer. But, but anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: the, 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 the answer is that you can go onto our website, take the risk assessment and get a recommendation and you're not committed to anything. You can then open an account and put cash in, um, or sorry, you can then open it. You only will get charged a fee when we've invested funds. Uh, we don't charge fees for people opening an account and for us not doing anything. We only charge a fee on the invested assets once we've actually. Okay, open it. markets, where that cost. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and um, so we get we get asked a lot. Well, why don't I just go to your website, take the assessment, find out what. What you recommend because we'll tell you what etfs and we'll tell you the asset allocations Mm. um so one of the questions a lot is well why don't i just do that and go out and buy the etfs myself and the answer is well the fees that you're paying us includes brokerage because we've got a really good brokerage partner that um we like working with in open market you're welcome (laughs) Um, so if you want to do it yourself that's fine you've got to go out and execute the trades yourself uh we have a very sophisticated Sophisticated way of monitoring um, drift and, and and rebalancing portfolios when necessary. If you want to do, manage that yourself, because it is an important part of of portfolio management, go for your life. Um, and if you want to be the one that's continuously reviewing one, wh- 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 should the asset allocations change over time? Um, and two, if doing there, the rebels, do, yeah, yeah, and and, and and, and candidly, one of the things that's probably, and I, I alluded to the behavioral part of investing, which can't be mm-hmm. understated by um, one of the things that's probably of most value in a service that we provide, given, given the people, and we have, a, we have a really engaging communication strategy with our clients, telling them what, what we're doing, why we're doing, what matters in, 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 in investing, what our investment committee is thinking. What that does is it builds trust by our clients that the system and the service works so when the markets had their wobbles in late feb and early march we were really keen to see what what, what's our client behavior like Mm. because some people were making the case that well these online things are going to fall over when the shit hits the fan excuse me um and what we saw was
0: our first show there was there was blatant swearing. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, we call I, the show I, BDSM. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
1: I'll stay. I'll stay away from the f bomb. Um, <laughs> what we saw, I mean, was which was, was really pleasing. We saw very low churn. We saw some people retake their assessment because if you you know if you get, if, if you lost your job and, and some bad things happen, you, your risk profile probably should be reviewed. And we saw people topping up their accounts. Uh, that actually increased and the combination of those things was really pleasing because it 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 suggested to us that what we're doing is working and that people people trusted the service Mm. Um, and there is no better affirmation um, for us that that, that, you know that people are trusting the service we we Mm. are we are asking people to give us their money to invest and Mm. we're we're in the trust business um and that's why i think we're resonating well on the b2b front because advisors and wealth firms are saying, okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna partner with somebody to be our kind of pipeline of future clients, mm. we don't we don't want a bucket shop. We want a really professional firm that we mm. that we that we're happy to align with. And I think that's really held us in good stead on that
0: front. Mm. And it sounds like that's exactly what you've put into shape and place. Yeah. Patrick, thanks so much for coming onto the show. Um, okay. I'm, I'm glad I found out that you're about uh, within a five-kilometre radius so we can actually go and enjoy Takeaway Coffee in the next week or so. Um, yes, but thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, I wish you every success in the, in the short term until I speak to you over coffee because I'm sure we'll find some ways of, of further uh, integrating your business with, within us. Uh, and I'd love to see how we can, we can do some broader things together. Um, it's, it's been awesome to listen about robo-advice. Uh, for anyone that does want to go on and check out the service, sixpark.com.au. I hope I got that right, didn't I? You did. You
1: did. <laughs> uh, Six, not the number.
0: Six, exactly. Yeah. Um, or just type in yes, and we'll pass on those details. Thanks so much, mate. I'll, uh, we look forward to hearing back from you probably in the next couple of months, and we'd love to hear the sort of the, the follow-up to this and, and a bit more detail around it.
1: A pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, mate. Chat soon. Yeah.